from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, I'm now 44. I get to uh, upgrade to progressive frames. Uh, and I just had to complete – this is the first day I'm wearing them today. I just went to the eye doctor, picked up my glasses, and they're like, yeah, don't drive in these. Put these on when you get back to the office. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And I'm having to – because I've, I've had single vision lens because I'm, I'm farsighted. And that was looking at you, Joe. You're, you're crystal clear. Sure. But then I'm – Typically multitasking, I'll look over to the side and I can read, but not with these bad boys. No, you got to be careful like, when you look up and down. It'll it'll will make you dizzy. I have progressives too, but they're the other way. They're flipped. Oh, they're flipped. Okay, because gotcha. I can't see. Same problem you have when I got up in the press box. I'm like, oh, now I need that. <laughs> but when I look through the top of them, it's a different prescription than at the, at bottom, the bottom. Yeah, right. When, and you have to learn seriously. I'm like, I'm this is like a PSA. Head, tilting my head everywhere. You have to move your whole head. Yeah, you can't just move your eyes, or you will get so discombobulated. Related right quick. So looking at my computer screen, I'm like, hold on a second. Let me tilt my head this there it way. Is. There it is. Ah, uh, yes. Now I can actually see the we, numbers we, clearly. We got to get you those things for your wrist, like when you go on a boat. <laughs> to remind me? No. To keep you from being dizzy. Oh, well, yeah. I guess there's that. A dramamine there before I do the show. Yeah. <sighs> Careful. No, just another, another reminder. I'm falling apart. It's fine. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door, uh. Hey Joe, brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, oakcitycards.com. From Ken, hey Joe, will the ACC challenge the refs to adapt, allowing for a more physical game, which seems to be the norm in the NCAA tournament? ACC teams have been conditioned into a style that doesn't seem to translate as tough as needed on the national stage. I don't... I, I get where the question is coming from. I will push back on the notion that the ACC is not tough enough or whatever it is. Duke didn't lose to Tennessee because they weren't tough enough. They've responded all year long, and I thought they responded against Tennessee. Now, this also implies, though, that the ACC has their own officials. They don't. They have a, and a lot of their officials worked yeah. the NCAA tournament. Now, I usually don't see officials from your league but that doesn't mean this is like a whole set of officials who only work your games. Yeah. So there's some confusion there with the question. I, I the framing of the question. I think the 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 issue is that there hasn't been any consistency across you know, college basketball. All, but always, every whistle is different every right. year. Ask Gonzaga from 2017 when all three of their bigs got in foul trouble mm -hmm. in the first half against Carolina. Do you think they were allowed to play in that game? Of course not. Yeah. So every game is different. We we have this push and pull. Usually it does happen in the NCAA tournament mm -hmm. and specifically in the Final Four where it's like, all right, are they going to let them play? Are they not going to let them play? You know, you they, don't have that in the NBA. You, you give me a tight whistle on that Baylor team that just – you're talking about bully ball mm -hmm. when they won the title in the bubble in 21. It changes the complexion of any game. And I think, I think from the jump this year, I do think the ACC made a concerted effort to – be more loose and free with the game in terms of how they were going to call plays. I think they gave them a standard of how they were going to call a block of charge. I think they gave them a standard on what contact mm -hmm. they were and weren't going to call. And I think for the most part, we've talked about this with officiating, 90, 95% of the time, they got it right. 
It's that 5% where you're looking at it and you're going, this is what we feel like determined the game. Yeah. But I, I don't think I, I don't think officiating was the ACC's problem. Quite frankly, the ACC teams that did not get old by going through the portal mm-hmm. and using NIL money are the ones who suffered. Quite frankly. That's fair. Straight That's up. Fair. Specific to the question about officiating, though, I think we can all agree that it is not as consistent. And there was a there was a moment in the Duke Tennessee game where uh, Stan Van Gundy's on the call with Dan Bonner. All right, great combo, an amazing combo. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And Bonner does college ball all year. A lot of ACC. Van Gundy does not. No, he's an NBA guy and he's great at it. So at some point he was he was complaining about um, calling timeouts. He's like, I don't. You're, you're going to want those timeouts. And Bonner like gently, well, actually, him because of the yeah, they're going to go to monitor reviews in the last five <laughs> minutes of this game. Trust me, they're going to have time to talk, catch their breath, yeah, catch their breath, talk things out while they're at the monitor. Uh, those things are kind of built in. I know you pointed out to me this is why you should just go to quarters, by the way, as well, uh, to not worry about that or or with fouls and everything else. Uh, the reason why I brought up Van Gundy is that he's used to seeing a game officiated a yeah. particular way. The one, the one thing I would say about this this past season, uh, to the point of emphasis, I would have appreciated more flops. Called those, flops. Those block charges, why are we still calling them the old way? If, there, if there's a concerted effort to actually legislate out these flops, well, then call them. Because there were a few times where you could have called them, and they didn't. Maybe they gave warnings I wasn't aware about, but call them. Otherwise, the, the behavior is not going to change. Next up. Yeah! From Mark, hey Joe, if the Carolina Panthers gave you the keys to the Cadillac, which QB, which QB would you take number one overall in the NFL draft? Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info SPS. Your journey begins here. Uh, for me, it's not even a question. I think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. Mm-hmm. I like his combination of size and his ability to make plays with his feet. That doesn't mean he runs. It means he has the ability, as we saw in the Georgia game, to extend plays and run when he has to, which I think you have to do now in the NFL. It is funny. We've reached a weird point in college football quarterback discourse where I was reading uh, a Charlotte Observer story on C.J. Stroud, and they were kind of just doing a whole what the scouts say. And there was like, it's his reluctance to run. Yeah. I was like, man, back five, ten years ago, that was used as a plus. Like, hey, man, he's not going to cost his team. You know, He's not going to invite injury. Now it's like, no, man, go. Go, go, go. Come on, do it. And Which it, you saw him do when the money was on the table against when it Georgia. Mattered, yeah. When it mattered. And I'm with you. C.J. Stroud's the guy. I don't. I, I understand you have to make a conversation between now and whatever that is, April, whatever the, the draft is, late April. Was it April 26th? 27th. It's usually my birthday. It's, but, or it's my wedding anniversary. Um, yeah, Kelly, didn't, Kelly didn't think it was funny when I said on our first year anniversary we went up to New York. I was like, hey, you, you want to go to Radio over? City? And uh, go see the draft and go boo the Jets? She's like, no, which I don't blame her. Anyway, point being that 
we got a lot of time between now and the first round of the draft, and yeah. you're going to have to create some sort of controversy or some sort of debate. I don't think there is one. Based on everything that Frank Reich has said, and we'll hear from Frank Reich, who met with the media yesterday, everything the Panthers coach has said screams C.J. Stroud to me. Screams it. But I don't know. I, I telling you, I man. decipher some of what they're saying is Bryce Young. All right, all right. We'll we'll de- we'll debate. Okay. <laughs> In about twenty minutes. Next up. Whoa. From Andy. Hey Joe. Fanatics. That's the question. <laughs> all right. Help me out here because right, I'm confused so... as to why people are mad at a clothing company. So, well, Fanatics is more than a clothing company, and that's the problem. Okay. Um. It looks like, according to Greg Wyshynski at ESPN, Fanatics is going to be the official uniform maker of the NHL in 2024 and beyond. Not Nike, not, not Adidas, Adidas, not Reebok. Not CCM. Not CCM. Shout okay. out to CCM. I'm a, I'm a CCM stan. Sure. Anyway, um, so Fanatics is going to take over. Now, Fanatics didn't start out as like an actual apparel maker. They were an outlet, essentially. Fanatics... Back when I used to subscribe to the Sports Business Journal, uh, every 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 issue gave me some sort of Fanatics acquires this, Fanatics acquires this. Essentially, they were a supply chain company. Okay. Um, you want stuff printed up quickly and to the consumer fast. Fanatics was the move, and they've essentially taken. Oh, they have they have a they seemingly have a monopoly on how fans buy stuff officially. Okay. But it's not their brand? But then they got into their own brand. Okay. So think of Fanatics as like the Trader Joe's of fan apparel. All right. Where it's made somewhere that might actually come from the same factory as the more expensive stuff, but is it as good? Who knows? It's a little bit of a knockoff. It's, it, it could be considered a knockoff. Sometimes, like, I love Trader Joe's. I say this as somebody who goes yeah. to Trader Joe's. Sometimes you get a white label Trader Joe's thing that is hits. Okay. Other times you get something that, that doesn't necessarily hit. So that's kind of the case with Fanatics. At least that's my understanding of Fanatics. Just to be clear, it's not the peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's, which would be top shelf. Oh, those are great. Yeah. Those are great. It would be more of like the like, Trader Joe's cereal brand or the Trader Joe wine. or Right. Like the Puffins. two buck like the two buck chuck, which is no longer two buck chuck. Oh, no. Puffins. Come on. No. Is that a cereal? Yeah. The Puffins are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, or or the, the candy cane JoJo's are just as good as Oreos. Right, but you just hit on you just hit on the one that I'm kind of like. Oh, you don't that. like those? No. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't get you that for your birthday then. Oh, what the peanut butter cups? Yeah. No, no, those do. Oh, it was oh. the other thing. The thing uh, was the uh, the two buck chuck. Oh, okay. Like two buck chuck, you get what you pay for. Sure. Which is going to be a really bad hangover. So that's kind of what I can't drink wine at all. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so at that's kind of that's kind of what can't take communion is. anymore. So I, this isn't like people complaining about. Well, what does Adidas know about hockey? Right? Like right. that's not what this is about. This is more about fanatics, their business, and their quality in terms of what you get. Uh, we one listener put it perfectly in a, in response to me earlier today, where he's like, "If I'm buying just a T-shirt as a gift for somebody, like for you." Okay, let's say I'm buying a T-shirt for you, uh, and I want to save a little money on it. Well, then Fanatics is going to have something that will do the job. Right. Okay? But if you want something, like, legit authentic, you might not want to go through Fanatics okay. as a brand. So will they have a premium level? I would imagine that that's like going to be the case. Is this like Costco, where sometimes there are Costco brand part things that are, like, premium? Yeah. 
Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm reserving judgment. I'm just simply expressing why fans and are people upset are upset about because they basically this is like when NC State went to LA Gear. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is what they feel like. Perfect example. All right. But then again, I'm so old that I remember getting Kane's jerseys from the eye that said Coho on them. Okay. And I turned my yeah. nose up at that because it wasn't a CCM. I'll, I'll tell you this: the jersey Jackson now has three jerseys. Yeah. Wow. The real ones. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> well then, <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that NNO money hit back in the day. <laughs> anyway, next up. From Bennett, hey Joe, if Keats is already floating his name out there for jobs like Georgetown, then is the writing on the wall for his time in Raleigh? How is he floating his name out there for Georgetown? <laughs> well, there, there. So there's been a, there's been a perception, and I've picked up on it from people, even from other basketball coaches sure that there's this idea that he's kind of like hey look if there's another job that wants me I'd, I'd be willing to go get out of the get out of the tough neighborhood yeah. if you will so kevin's agent is miles solomon who doesn't play games he, doesn't play the he, game. he is okay. not one of my i like miles but he's not one of those guys who plays games gotcha okay, number one number two coaches are always about their next contract I don't know how many different ways I can say this to you <laughs> and how many different times it, I hope it resonates. Kevin just got a two-year extension on his contract. So he's got five more years on his contract. So mm -hmm. what coaches always worry about is their next contract. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't go somewhere to take fewer years and less money. Mm -hmm. That's not something coaches do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. Next up. How you doing? From Irwin, hey Joe, what players from Duke transfer or enter the NBA draft? I mean, I, mean, I got to imagine that Derek Whitehead's gonna go to the draft. I got to imagine that Derek Lively, somebody's gonna look at the upside of Derek Lively and take him not as a lottery pick, but somewhere in the first round. Tyrese Proctor is probably the most intriguing. Yeah, one of still the group. pretty young. Yeah, not sure he's ready for the NBA. Yeah, but obviously ready to make some money. And also, that is the trick with the NBA is the second. Now, he did come from Australia. He's young for his age, as Yogi Berra might say. Mm -hmm. So he could probably stand to stay in school for one more year. Uh, Filipowski will be an interesting one because I do think he's probably a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Although, he didn't set the world on fire with his shooting, which was supposed to be his strength. I can imagine, I can imagine I, him coming back because, because of that. Because I feel like they had he had to do so much of the other stuff. With Lively's injuries and some of the other things that I feel like we didn't really see him no. as a guy who's out there, a, a true stretch four, kind of banging threes, which I could see him coming back being the focal point of that team. But, you know, they got five. They got five of the top 20 recruits in the country coming in next year. Right. And they're not coming in for free, A. And B, they're not coming in to watch these guys, play. the 60 year point guard, come in and, right. and do something else. So that's the tricky balance that John Shire is going to have to figure out. I pro I would expect to see Proctor back could for you sure. See, could you see Roach transfer, or I, just or just decide to go to the NBA? I don't think there's a spot in the NBA for Roach. I could see him. I could see him come back, but I could also see John say to him, "I think you've taken us as, as far as you can go, mm -hmm. and if you have another opportunity that you can." Because remember now, nil money. People are going to pay nil money. Yes, but they're not going to pay it to everybody on the roster. No, and if you feel like Roach is going to be a complimentary player, then well. You know who who Xavier might say, "Hey, nah. come here and I'll be you be the lead guard for our team. Nah. Bring him over to NC State." <laughs>
Wait till that happens. Just wait. It's coming. It's going to happen. The Duke Carolina State move is coming. I'm calling it right now. In fact, there were some people that are already floating the idea. Like, well, what about Dontre Styles going to state? I mean. Right? I'm just saying, like, state's going to happen. State doesn't get those players from Kinston. It's not a thing that usually happens. But with NIL, (laughs) you want to stick around. There's an opportunity. Just say it. It 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 is coming. It is coming, and and I think it will be glorious whichever direction it goes more great news for carry commuters with the new go carry app you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access making your daily commute a breeze plus with the go carry app you can easily connect to gocarry.org for even more resources and information best of all the go carry app is absolutely free to download on the apple and google play stores go carry where getting there is just a tap away. And sometimes I forget that I follow Cam Newton. It just, like it doesn't get put into my feed a lot. So I'm scrolling. Like, oh, okay, here's a funny cat video. Okay, here's some sort of like Disney influencer that's getting force fed into my timeline. And then, oh, here's Cam with the captions and everything. He's like, who are all these randos getting on squads before me? Here's here's Cam on Instagram as he's getting ready to throw up Auburn's Pro day. Tell me how these randoms keep getting jobs. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna say I can't wait to say oh, I love it. I love it. So he's throwing against air. He's gonna throw a pro day. Okay, fine. Whatever. Now, ain't thirty-two months than me. That's my favorite part. So, <laughs> I love Cam. I think people understand that. I love that energy. Always have. The locker rooms clearly love that energy. Remember when they brought him back to the Carolina Panthers in his washed form? Like, despite all that, players are like, "Yeah, now give us Cam every day, of the, every day of the week." Right. That being said. He wants to know why randos keep getting jobs in the NFL. Well, there's a couple reasons why. One, they're super cheap. And there's not going to be any sort of debate as to whether or not that rando who's backing up a guy is is going to supplant the starter. And whether Cam Newton thinks, you know, he can go and say, look, I'm a backup. I know my role now. That's not going to stop people from having that conversation. It's not going to stop a locker room from looking at Cam going, man, I love this guy. Give him an opportunity. That's probably the reason why Cam uh, is not getting opportunities, number one. Number two, he's not what he once was, man. And unfortunately for Cam, he's got to play a particular way. And if you can't do that, Joe, he doesn't have a role. Yeah, the last time we saw him, and, and look, man, I, I he's 34, right? And yeah. sometimes you have to realize your 34 is not Tom Brady's 34. It's mm-hmm. not Aaron Rodgers' 34. It's not Drew Brees is 34. You play a different way. And the last time we saw him, he was playing under Matt Rule, and he was jerked around by Matt Rule. There, there's no doubt about that. But he couldn't run the football anymore. And if you can't run the football and you can't extend plays the way that he needs to, it, he could throw and look like a, a bazillion dollars today at Auburn, and he probably will or probably did already. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is Cam Newton's always been able to throw the football. 
Okay, you're either a hater or a racist or both if you think Cam Newton wasn't able to throw in this league. Mm-hmm. He was an accomplished passer in this league. Okay, the problem is his strength was on third down and extending plays. Not only when he had the ability to run the football at a at a level that no other quarterback in the history of this league did because of his size. Yeah. All right. But he also had the ability to extend plays and make throws that other people just couldn't make because of his arm strength on the run, on the move. Okay? He can't do that anymore. Mm-mm. And if you can't do those things anymore, you can't play in the league anymore. And it was the day after Christmas. I think it was his last game with the Panthers. Yeah. They might have played the next week. They're it playing, was the last home game. They're right? playing the Buccaneers, and yeah. I'm watching him, and I'm going, he, he, he couldn't beat the end to the line. Yeah. Like he was trying to outrun somebody and he got walked down and I'm going, can't do it anymore. That was the, that was the game you went to at Bank yeah. of America. Yeah. That, like, was, that was, that was the last it's home over. game. That was the last game. For if if Cam you Newton. can't make that play, if you can't run and yeah. you can't pick up that first down, you can't do it anymore. Look, and you know what? It catches up to all of us. But as I like to say, you, we don't get to write our own endings. We don't it's not how the world works. And but I don't, I don't begrudge him trying to get back in at 34. I yeah. don't at all. No, 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 no. He no. should make a run at it. But also, he has to be more realistic when he says, oh, there ain't 32 whoever's better than me. Yeah, there is, man. There yeah, really is. That That's classic. Athlete mentality yeah. is always going to – you got to think and do what you feel like you got to do to succeed. So I'm never going to fault an, an athlete for thinking like that ever, 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 ever. People want to clown him like, oh, how could you say that? Well, because that's the kind of mentality you need to get to the level that he's at or was. Thursday Night Football – Pittsburgh Steelers, what, 2017, T.J. Watt, shoulder. That was it. That's that's it. Call it right there. He was never the same. Because not only can he not run like he used to because of the various injuries, but his arm was never the same. And he was never the most accurate thrower to begin with. And when you lose the ability to chuck it, that also becomes a problem too. And it sucks because I loved watching Cam Newton play. Uh, I don't think he'll be getting a flyer after the Auburn Pro Day.